I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. <laughs> you've got like you've got like an actual like two-headed four-winged bird monster just like actually pulling and putting putting its thumb back on. They're like, yeah. oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome back to the Internet's number one fake history podcast, The Lore Boys. This week, we're talking about another Chaos Primark from Warhammer 40k, specifically Magnus the Red. <gasps> so this week's Primark. Ep- That's a guy on Discord. <laughs> yeah, so this week's episode comes at the request of... Magnus the Red. Magnus Josh, the Josh-opolis. Josh-opolis oh. actually was the first one I could find in the Lore Request <laughs> channel. It's possible before we had the Lore Request channel that Magnus had requested it, but I just didn't see it there. Um, and unsurprisingly, of course, longtime patron Magnus the Red, to whom right. Jamie and Peter are referencing. Now, Peter, I'm going to hit you with a bit of a gotcha. Did you pull up a patrons by any chance? Uh, no, but I put my phone on vibrate. I Give didn't. me two um, seconds. Magnus the Red, formerly Magnus the Pink, because he was a and Magnus the Poor. Magnus the Poor, it, it, whenever so he had to take a break. It's actually, yeah, so it's actually formerly Magnus the Red, then formerly Magnus the Pink, then formerly Magnus the Poor, now formerly Magnus the Rad. Oh, right. right. You You got a tech deck. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have the patrons up now, actually. I tried to give my tech deck to Ethan's baby, and she just put it in her mouth. She's not ready for it yet. That's all she does. One more year. One more year. A little little screws in that bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to try and choke your child. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. They try and choke themselves. That's all they they do. do. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, shout outs to new patrons. Christopher Land. Um... Too bad we can't get it. Christopher, Wind, and Fire as well. Uh, Avalon. And also, uh, oh, excuse me, either Jesus, Jesus or Jesus, if that's a joke, I'm not sure. And today, right in under the wire, Jackson Burroughs, which, mm. fantastic name. And of course, Terry uh, for upping us up. Uh, yes, exactly. And- yeah, cool. Uh, thanks so much. If you, if you guys want to shout out, you guys want to join the Lore Boys family, get access to some bonus content, the episode art, the Loser Titles game, all that fun stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash loreboys. There's a link in the description. Check it out. If you're curious, uh, you don't have to commit. You can just check it out, see what mm-hmm. you might get. What if we want to hear lore about Magnus the Red? Uh, Give me a million dollars. Oh, frig. I got a five. I got a, okay. He looks around his desk. <laughs> okay, let me see what I can scrap together I got, here. I got a Canadian five, and that's, that's okay. the best I can do. Oh, Jamie's do a notorious me. loose cash around his desk kind of guy, though. That is true. That is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to hear lore about uh, Chaos Primarchs, Magnus Red specifically, then let's just freaking talk, freaking talk about it. We can right? do it. Um, we've done a few other episodes on the Primarchs specifically. This one will be uh, similar. Jamie's flashing checks from the government to his. I got camera. checks to the government, so I'm I'm trying to get this funded for us guys. Sorry. Okay, just sign it, sign that over to me, and I'll start this freaking episode. Already. All right, cool. Um, 
we've done a few other episodes on the Primarchs. It's going to follow a somewhat similar structure. I, I actually really don't dwell very much on Magnus's time as a child or what what led him to uh, to be to becoming a to joining the Emperor as a full fledged Primarch. Um, no required listening for anyone who's just jumping in. This uh, you should be good uh, to listen to the story from the Warhammer 40k universe. Yeah. So Magnus. If you- if you didn't know about the 40k universe, there's a big old emperor. He's like got uh, super genes. Uh, he had a bunch of kids that go over the corners of the 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 world. Yeah, the we're universe. scattered into the far corners by the the creatures of the warp. And uh, Magnus being one princess. of these kids. Then there was yeah. a whole time when communications dropped and everybody started just like making their own culture and stuff because they weren't part of the big super yeah. net of communication. There, there was a dark age as warp storms uh, ravaged the galaxy uh, and all communications broke down between all these disparate human colonies spread throughout the galaxy. And the Emperor goes on a crusade to reunite everybody. Uh, and part of that crusade is, is finding all his primarch children, children of his uh, gene seed uh, is the canon name. The lore boys canon name is God come. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I was thinking God seed in my head, so it's, it's starting to get all mixed together. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a God come cocktail. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Magnus the Red, a uh, white Primark. Would you drink a white Primark? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it was if like a white superpowers? Russian, sure. If it gives me superpowers, come on. <laughs> um, I'd give I'd give God a blowy for superpowers. <laughs> okay that already is going to be an out of context quotes <laughs> <laughs> uh join the lord wars discord for the the out of context quote channel um so magnus the red began as all the other primarchs did as jamie was mentioning he was a, a test tube baby in the emperor's basement on earth um magnus was unique however in how attuned he was to the psychic energy of the universe something called the immaterium or the warp kind of what we were referencing it's the hell dimension from uh uh what's the movie horizon horizon Event horizon Event it's like horizon walker that's not it that's a <laughs> that's a subclass in D. um <laughs> so yeah it's it's this like hell dimension where demons live and we can use to uh or human i say we humans can use to access faster than, than light travel uh and can uh, and have been able to spread throughout the galaxy it also gives you some like psychic slash sorceress powers cool um it was this gift, this kind of attunement to the to the warp, which allowed Magnus to be the only Primarch to actually communicate with the Emperor while he was still a little gene seed fetus. So he yeah. was him and the Emperor were able to speak while he was still gestating before being cast through the warp into the galaxy. Uh, What's a and, gestating baby got to talk about? Yeah. Uh, hey, Dad. <laughs> yeah. It's the, like when Will more, Ferrell gives birth on SNL, or he's the baby. It's like, oh, it's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hot. Uh, yeah. it's you know, uh, Dad, could you please just eat an entire you know tube of cookie dough for me, please? Uh, I've got cravings. Oh, did yeah. the Emperor get cravings when he was making his? I can only assume. Yeah, yeah, I think Lowboys can, and he definitely got like, and they're they're like, because he wasn't like carrying the baby, but I think he was like the psychic connection to his his gene sons, right? That yeah, he, yeah, yeah, of course. Probably, the, yeah. the power of the warp gave him cravings for like pickles in the middle of the evening. Yeah. A lot of 
a lot of prime marks probably got to drink a lot of Gatorade in between, you know, get them fluids up. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the refractory period for like his prime arc children? I'm like trying to think he's got, he's like sitting on the golden throne or whatever on Terra and his feet are all swollen. He's just yelling at some of the, <laughs> who are the, who are the, who are the, um, the, the custodies, the, the golden custodies, knights. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. like, we're going to get Nutella and a jar of pickles at the depth at like, or at the corner <laughs> store at 30 in the morning. Yeah. Cry- crying, laughing and yelling all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, was, there, oh, was there something when she was pregnant? Was there something that you had to to run out and get uh, while your wife was pregnant? No, no I know, no, she had a very uh, stable pregnancy. I'd say, um, I feel like she liked ice cream, but she likes ice cream now. Like she really, yeah. she had a lot of cravings for like McDonald's milkshakes, but I never ran out to get them. It was more like when she was out, she'd pick one up, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when we were out, we'd pick one up. I used to, yeah, on my way out when I was working there, I would take a medium chocolate shake home a lot when I would work. I, there was no, it was no uh, wonder why I was a chubby little kid. Chocolate <laughs> 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 milkshake every day really makes the doctors want That'll to do see it. Yeah, I worked like two, three dead nights a week, but that's still too many chocolate milkshakes in a week. Yeah. The mediums are big too. It's yeah. just so many. I, I don't, I don't even want to think about how many calories are in them. No um so magnus's and and the emperor's you know uh father-son bonding wouldn't last long of course as those pesky ruinous powers that be would cast all the primarchs across the galaxy like jamie said to various planets magnus ends up on the planet Pros- prospero prospero oh a planet with like wooden it's doing well huh it's got gold on it what, it's, it's, what's it has a city of light uh so that's Ooh. that's gotta be good um it is a planet with an inordinately high volume of psychers. So human wizards, essentially, that, that right. access access the warp, essentially. Which, like, wouldn't you know it? This guy who has, you know, the most powerful psyker of the Primarchs ends up on this planet. Um, the psychers had chosen this planet. Like, the reason there was such a high volume of them was specifically because of, like, they were witches, kind of in, like, <laughs> like a very Salem, coming out yeah. of the Dark Ages of technology. Okay, very yeah. much in like a Salem witch trial era of mankind where they were kind of shunned and people feared them and didn't know what they were capable of. And honestly, for good reason, because like they were they were fucking with the hell dimension. Right. Yeah. So like they Should probably they probably weren't doing good things. Just well, like just like, just like the life, witches that right? burned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Women mm-hmm. learn to read. <laughs> yeah, if you throw, uh, people if you who throw... can access another dimension to uh, cast spells. Also dangerous. Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. You white men learn to podcast. Like, look at the damage they've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, could you imagine the planet we'd get cast out onto? If you now, throw a psyker <laughs> into the warp and it sinks and dies, then it wasn't a psyker. But if you throw a psyker oh, right. into the warp and it's okay, then it was then a psyker, and a you psyker. should hang it. And you have to, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the former option, of course, means they died a good Christian death, which is yeah. still a valid thing to do in the thirty first century. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Stop me if you're going to get into this. It, are there warp like ley lines? And is the psyker is Prospero on a ley line, like where the fabric is particularly weak? Kind of like how, like a lot of mystical like DMTA places in the desert, right? There, there are, uh, there are absolutely places where the uh, the warp is weaker. Uh, we talked about one on like the last episode where um, they they basically like they you basically have to build like a fortress outside of it because like chaos demons will just like pour out of it incessantly. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. there, there's something called the Eldar Webway, which like manipulates the warp in like a very safe manner. Uh, which the Eldar use. Uh, we we did an episode on them like four years ago, probably. Yeah. Um, but they're one of the alien Xenos races in, in 40K. Uh, and they're able to use it in like a much more controlled manner. 
I don't I didn't read anywhere that Prospero specifically was uh, like a, a, a focal point for for psychic power. Okay, it, it's it was explicitly stated that like, oh, you know, they, they came here because they were shunned and they weren't always welcome on every other every other planet. OK, OK. They weren't drawn um, to it, per se. Maybe they were. And we, I, I'm fine saying Lord Boy's canon. Yeah, we'll say it's a it was a, a strong point for uh, and obviously there's like a million books it, in just the Horus Heresy books. There's like yeah. 20, I think. Like, yes. I, I obviously did not read everyone. In fact, I didn't read any of them. I kind of skimmed through for the interesting parts, found some cool <laughs> quotes and, you know, went, went on my merry way. Um, I've heard good things about a lot of the Horus Heresy books, specifically the like, Graham McNeil or, or Dan Abnett is the one is the the author of whom I've heard is is quite, quite good. Um, so maybe worth checking out. I just I didn't for this episode, I guess. There's like a fan made uh, Warhammer uh, movie on on YouTube that I've watched parts of that looks really yeah. fucking cool. Too. He, it, it was fan made. Uh, he was doing a fantastic job. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he did get hired by. Oh, that was, I think Astartes. Yeah, Astartes was the name of the the series, but I, I don't remember yeah. the the, the, the guy, the person's. Yeah, yeah the artist. Uh, cool. The O'Tour's name. Uh, it was so, like the only. Just a quick aside about like Warhammer fan stuff. It was like the only one with a plot. It's a silent film, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. A lot of Warhammer fan content I've seen is just somebody practicing in like katana and making a hundred soldiers walk down a big street during a festival, and, and that's supposed to be interesting. Like my introduction <laughs> to the forty K fandom before Ethan was just like nerds making parades, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. That was the alternate name for this podcast, actually. It was nerds? Oh, on yeah? Parade. Nerds on Parade? <laughs> nerds on Parade. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Magnus's capsule landed in Tisca, the City of Light, which was the only real settlement on all of Prospero. Uh, we'll get into why it's the only real city on all of Prospero, and when I say we'll get into it, I mean we won't really, but I'll explain it in a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the comet that his cryotube uh that was his cryotube excuse me uh streaking into the atmosphere was seen as an omen naturally uh and he was quickly taken in by the resident psychers to learn the craft so it's like hey god baby with like like i can only assume like him being probably the the most potent psyker in the imperium probably inc- including the emperor of mankind like he is probably more attuned to the warp than the emperor um like that presence suddenly appearing in the sky and streaking down to earth. I can only assume, and this is probably a bit of Lord Boy's canon. Maybe it's actual canon. Um, every psyker on the planet probably felt his presence as soon as he arrived. Right. Like they're probably all, if you're at all attuned to the warp, this like very powerful, you know, being attuned to the warp suddenly appears in the upper atmosphere. You probably all feel it. So it, it really didn't take long for them to kind of like descend on him. Uh, he was taken in by uh, uh, a mentor known as Amon. Um and uh, not a woman. No, no, no. not a woman. Okay, no. okay. Just gonna say Amarth. <laughs> <laughs> Amarth. The her- the history of Magnus. Um. So Magnus, <laughs> Magnus delved into the depths of psychic arts, mastering every training program and studying arcane volumes on sorcery and the warp. He quickly surpassed his own master, Amon, uh, the great who was the greatest sorcerer on Prospero. Prospero, wow. excuse me, in just a few years. So, like, and he's been there. Four or five years there too, so and a lot one. of sorcerers there. The highest concentration of sorcerers in the galaxy, and he's already the best one after just just a few short short years. Could you imagine being the weakest psyker on Prospera? 
Like how, yeah. how embarrassing that would be. Like, what is the minimum wage psyker job? Like, would he be like psychically stealing milkshakes after shifts? <laughs> <laughs> I I can only assume that there were some like non psychers there too, right? Like, I think it was like originally a world. It's probably just like a more uh, inclusive, but there's probably also people who are like having children. And I, I don't know if there's any guarantee that if like two psychers have a baby, if they'll be like able to attune psychically, oh, probably way no. more likely, but. That would be awful if all your brothers and sisters were like powerful psychers and you just it skipped you. You're you're the the muggle of the group. Yeah, I was going to say you just like, yeah, they, they've got Magnus the Red locked up under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as uh, Magnus's influence grew with his notoriety, Magnus led a campaign to rid the planet of beasts known as Psychnuian, Psychnuian. Uh, which is the first picture uh, that you guys, the first spoiler image that you guys can check out. It's essentially an eight foot long parasitic psychic wasp. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Giant <laughs> fuck off bugs, as, I, a, as I call them yeah. in my script, uh, are known for how they prey on weakened psychers using their speed and venom to inject wounded sorcerers with their eggs, which will eventually hatch within the still living host. I like yeah. how uh, this is a very standard giant horrible wasp, uh, like just like the ones in New Vegas, the Cazadors, except yeah. it has like a cartoonishly huge brain, brain just because it's on the psychic planet. That's how right? you know it's psychic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're psychic. Got... The, the wasps are psychic, so psychic yeah, like, yeah no kidding. Yeah. It's it's stinger though is longer than its brain, even still, so you know it's mean. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, and they're yeah eight foot long or like two and a half meters long. So. Everything's so big in this universe. I hate it. Chipmunk on my windowsill. Fuck off. Hey, they're okay, what man. What chipmunks do? He's, He's here to lay me. his eggs in you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's lay his nut in you. <laughs> Chipmunk with a giant brain. <laughs> <laughs> and he so, sticks his nuts in your mouth until they pop and their babies. Chipmunks oh, come yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, God. And nuts, I mean, acorn. I, yeah. yeah, I would I would suck God's chipmunk for psychic powers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so magnus magnus like becomes kind of the the go-to like hey this guy this guy is more powerful than amon and everyone knows it like no one really contests him on this his like his trial on the planet is he leads this expedition to 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 exterminate these things on 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 prospero um there are they do exist elsewhere in in the the galaxy it seems so i don't know if like at some point before the dark ages, there was, you know, like uh, black market, like animal dealers who were like smuggling these back and forth between planets. But uh, he doesn't oh, like, like grind up their brains. It'll turn your non psychic psyker kid into a psyker kid. So you've got yeah, like, exactly. you've got uh, the kids with the, the, the washouts from the Prospero Academy yeah. or whatever it, that are, <laughs> that are like buying basically. What is it? Uh, what's the study drug? Adderall, uh, Adderall. Adderall. Like, made, made of grind up wasp brains yeah. <laughs> or if ground you, up rather. Yeah. If you, um, if you grind up the stinger and and do a line, it gives you a psychic boner. Oh hell yeah! Whoa. Uh, <laughs> so so being the wasp killer and biggest brain telepath, Magnus was elevated uh, as the leader of Prospero due to his extraordinary psychic gifts. Primarily, um, Magnus embarked on a mission to unify the cults of sorcerers and initiate the grand task of rebuilding Prospero's civilization. So when Magnus had first arrived on the planet. Many of the cities, almost all of them except for uh, Tiska, were in utter ruin due to a warp-related catastrophe which had struck decades earlier. Okay. Um, I didn't look into this. There might be something in one of the books that explains what this warp catastrophe was. 
I'm going to say Lord Boy's Cannon. It's like too many psychers all doing crazy psyker things. Probably, you know, and... all the all the other planets who had shunned them being like, I fucking told you so. Yeah, as they, they just destroyed <laughs> their own planet. Like right, the with... soul burst in ESO. You just say too much magic in, in one place. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they all got too like fucking gacked up on ground up wasp stinger. And then the, the fabric of reality became too thin. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So first, the capital city, Tiska, underwent a stunning transformation, evolving into a city of awe-inspiring beauty. Magnificent structures resembling pyramids and towers crafted from glass and marble adorned the landscape, while wide boulevards and enchanting parks created a paradise-like atmosphere. Visitors to the city were immediately captivated by a harmonious psychic ambience Magnus had, had had installed, giving them a feeling of pure bliss while in the city. So just walking into the city makes you, makes you nuts essentially excellent wow <laughs> so as soon as you walk in everybody's walking around with a big stained crotch and <laughs> yeah. got all day <laughs> it smell it smells like flowers uh you get tingles down your spine there's um creed higher playing uh mm-hmm. in your ears yeah. uh there uh what else is bliss um, i was gonna say there's just asmr playing over the pa system <laughs> it's, it's, it's instead of an air raid siren it's a just lady like with a- long nails eating a pickle <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's those cravings. It's like, it's the psychic cravings it gets from Slanesh and the warp. Right? <laughs> uh, so the, the, this kind of ushers in an era of peace, prosperity, heightened psychic well-being had a profound impact on the planet's population of powerful psychers. Prospero soon gained a reputation as a haven for physically and spiritually beautiful humans. So. Nice. If you if you oh. if you want to if you want to be a cool guy, uh, if you're if you're an elite, I guess Prospero is the place to be. That'd be something to be like really a huge compliment to receive. If someone said you're spiritually beautiful, like if, if you also weren't super ugly and then they're like drawing away from that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, you're spiritually beautiful though. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is a big compliment if, if you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. My two <laughs> eyes don't like what they see, but my third eye likes very much what it's. <laughs> There's a guy at my Depinar who had a tattoo of an eye on his forehead and uh he was like not the most stable looking guy he was like kind of shouting no outside kidding. a lot forehead stuff. tattoos don't scream stability yeah no. i i mean they're getting more common i know some people with face tattoos are, are cool normal i'm not, people, I'm not but... saying that they scream instability but i'm yeah. saying that they don't scream stability either right? that's a good point that's all yeah, that's a good like point. hey like you could be a totally stable guy with a with all the face tattoos in the world i know plenty of people too yeah very lovely people very stable but you're not you're not selling stability by by That's, throwing, yeah. throwing an eyeball in the center of your forehead. Yeah, no. The yeah. cover of that book is getting judged, is what I'm also saying. And it, and it is different. I guess I gotta ask about this guy. Did he have other tattoos, or was it just the eyeball? That's the only one I noticed. It was that, a that whole weirdos. Because I went outside after that, and there was a guy who was pouring rain. He's not wearing shoes. And he just has a blazer on with no shirt, and he's wearing shorts. And I watched him walk over, and he's got eyes like fucking moons like dinner plates high for sure it was moving day and i think he just like moved into his new place took a bunch of mushrooms or something and (laughs) his feet are all cut up and he's walking bare feet on the street and i watch him climb up onto someone's like uh second story which or is like kind of like one and a half story balcony steal a cane and then he starts walking across the street with it and he notices me watching him 
So he's staring at me and then slowly caning himself <laughs> across the street with no shoes on. Jesus Christ, and man. I had someone watch my dog when I left her outside the depth after that because I'm like, I don't know, man. This guy's freaking me out. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I like to think that the guy with the third eye tattooed on his forehead just has a third nipple tattooed right in the middle of his chest, too. <laughs> Can I hope. Can just I hope. like all the chakras all the way down. A third yeah. nut on the back of his nutsack. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A third pickle that he eats ASMR or whatever we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Magnificent in his vision, Magnus also dedicated himself to consolidating and ex- expanding the Prosperans' understanding of what they called the Great Ocean, which was their name for the warp. Uh, and the enigmatic primordial creator, Chaos, Chaos United, probably an immensely powerful force, withdrove the currents of the warp. It's essentially, I, I think we talked about it on our, our last episode on um, Mortarian, uh, on how like Chaos Unified is this idea that all the uh, Chaos Gods, in, the four Chaos Gods in, in Warhammer 40k, are all just different aspects of the same greater being, just Chaos, mm. essentially. Okay. And they started a, an airline called Chaos United Airlines, where mm-hmm. they beat the crap out of a Primarch doctor who was just trying to get home. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we did talk about that last episode, I think. Chaos did United we? 93. No, I didn't so, to further pursuit of knowledge, Magnus constructed a great library at the heart of Tisca, nestled within a majestic pyramid. Within its walls resided the accumulated wisdom of Prospero, encompassing the realms of sorcery and the intricate nature of the warp. Despite the wise warnings of his mentor, Amon, about the perils of delving too deeply into the Immaterium, Magnus fearlessly embarked on extensive and far-reaching psychic journeys into the furthest reaches of the warp. So this guy is like, yeah, sure, dad, like, I'm the more powerful sorcerer, though, so, like, I know what's best. I'm jumping into the hell dimension again. I wonder if Kane guy was also on like a psychic journey. Yeah, he was half in, half out of the the Ethereum for sure. Definitely. Uh, So with his neck so far stuck out there, it wasn't long before the Emperor of Mankind would notice him in the warp. Uh, In the year 840 of the 30th millennium, the Emperor arrived on Prospero and stepped foot into the Grand Precincts of Tisca and unusually... He and Magnus shared an immediate embrace and engaged in a conversation that seemed to transcend time. So wow. you guys will remember from the other episodes, the Emperor would always show up and like wager something to the Primarchs yeah. uh, in return for their service. And they would always kind of fail. And he would, you know, then reveal himself to be the Emperor. Magnus, when the Emperor shows up, he knows who the Emperor is. Like they <laughs> they're talk like they're old friends. And, you know, again, they, they spoke when he was just a fetus. So Magnus, the remember when I was in pro- that tube. <laughs> Yeah. yeah magnus the only primarch without daddy issues like that's yeah. yeah exactly exactly wow. so far so far uh seems like old maggie here didn't need to undergo the trials that his primarch brothers would have to thanks to the psychic bond he had with dad as a fetus following the reunion magnus and the emperor embarked on an extensive journey of joint exploration and study of the immaterium so they they get together they're like hey let's study the warp a bit more and the emperor is like super keen to hear magnus's take because again magnus is at least on probably at least on par with the emperor in terms of psychic abilities maybe surpasses him who's this it's funny hey, new thing. guy in town oh sorry yeah new guy in town what i was gonna say new guy in town it's just like hey oh, i know who you are what are you gonna do give me a you gonna, you, you gonna make a bet with me you know i'm gonna fail yeah, let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would do that to you come here come here <laughs> it's funny to think of a 20 foot man and a 14 foot man like sitting around I mean, and 
in a seance or two like yeah. like they have like the candles all around and yeah, 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 hands. Yeah. we're going on a joint exploration like the biggest brawniest men of, of the entire yeah. universe like yeah because i've also city. imagined this yeah. entire city as like the craft like goth girls from high school right, right. <laughs> yeah girls who describe themselves as witches now yeah my first girlfriend did that she's she had a moon tattoo on her wrist and my dad asked her about it. He's like, what's that for? She's like, oh, it's for the pagan mother goddess. And he just laughed at her. <laughs> yeah. Follow what you want to feel. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, we were 15. <laughs> better, better, it's better to be a witch than a white guy doing a podcast, right? That's, uh, we already established that this episode. So We've done far more damage to the world than than women who can read. Yeah, I'd say Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. I think, honestly, people with a podcast or witches, both insufferable on Twitter. But that's... Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So the Emperor echoed Magnus's old mentor while they were studying the warp uh, and cautioned him about the perils that lay within the warp, where dark entities lurked, seeking to exploit mortal souls for their own gain. So, uh, you know, real dad comes in, you know, says, your, hey, your stepdad was right, son, you know, uh, and I, you know, I know I don't get to see all that often, but you do got to do what, you, what he says when you're in his house until you turn 18. <laughs> uh, and that includes not fucking around with the hell dimension. I'm not the uh, I'm not the st- psych dad. I'm the dad who's psyched up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the emperor would eventually gift Magnus with care of the fifteenth legion, a legion known for their heavy use of psychers. The thousand sons, as they were known, harnessed the formidable power of sorcery, utilizing their warp derived abilities to assert dominion over entire populations. Instead of resorting to conventional full frontal assaults like their fellow space marine legions, they would bring worlds under their sway through the manipulation of minds. Damn, I've been waiting for the Warhammer 40k full frontal, but I guess we'll wait another episode. We'll wait another episode. There's yeah. a lot of it out there, I'm sure. Without even, without even looking, I'm sure there's a lot of it out there. Yeah, uh, uh, what, what kind of point army are you running in your full frontal? <laughs> Whatever. 69, 420 points. Um, nothing comes without a cost in this grimdark setting, though. The Legion's initial euphoria surrounding their psychic prowess soon turned into revulsion and horror. A dreadful tide of degenerative mutations known as the Flesh Change swept through vast segments of the 15th Legion's Battle Brothers. This insidious alteration manifested in grotesque forms, transforming proud Thousand Sons Astartes into mindless abominations. While they didn't know it at the time, in the millennia to come, they would be recognized by the Imperium as gibbering chaos spawn, which are essentially like a, a basic unit of... Uh, the chaos forces. The chaos How do you patch the flesh change that just use, happened? Use use warp too much. Use your, uh, your warp psychic too much. Um, so these issues severely weaken the legion, raising doubts about its survival. It is said that the legion earned its name due to the mere thousand stable Astartes who remained within its ranks by the time Magnus was found on Prospero by the emperor. Faced with this dire predicament, the Legion chose to replace the majority of those afflicted by the flesh change, or place, excuse me, the majority of those afflicted by the flesh change into stasis, clinging to the hope that a future cure would emerge to reverse the devastating mutations. So uh, you've got people uh, catching radiation sickness and they're just throwing them into hyperbolic chambers and being like, well, we'll unfreeze you when we get a cure, buddy. So sit tight. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. I know that because uh, I've seen some of the models, the Thousand Suns are the only space marines I was ever interested in when I was buying models and painting them because one, the colors are great Two, the kind of Egyptian theme of them, like the pyramids are no surprise because they kind of have like the it, the Pharaoh-esque crests on the sides of their helmets, like the blue and yellow lines going up, yeah. you know, like a Pharaoh headdress, I guess would mm-hmm. be the thing. Also, I know there's like a two headed bird monster and the flesh change when I Googled it 
seems to be it's just like oh yeah you got a bad case of turning into a bird monster turning into a bird uh, yeah. yeah this might be a, a good art but you know how walt disney uh, froze himself what if he was going through the f- flesh change and it's just like <laughs> him and one of those things that are like freeze from the neck down but his face is all fleshed and it's, all, it's, it's, it's all bird beaks it's just a face yeah. full of bird beaks <laughs> Um, yeah, Walt Disney when he was breaking up unions was also turning into a bird in secret. <laughs> yeah, it's why he was a bad person, just like so, a bird. <laughs> initially, I've never met a bird who makes for a good person. I'll be honest; <laughs> they usually make for some of them make for a good bird, but never for a good person. No, no, no. Wonder, wonder about that. Wonder if you can meet one. Do dinosaurs count? Because they're birds, right? Yeah. And actually, there's some birds who can repeat words like a good person. I bet you uh, birds can make a good person from the other room. I'll say that. I think, yeah, I think plenty of Corvids would be like a fine person. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe a little manipulative. Maybe not a good person, but a fine person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll we'll have to hit the lab and figure this out. Uh, Right. (laughs) Initially, the Thousand Suns Legion was not permitted to even join the Great Crusade due to its lack of numbers and the sickness. And some voices within the young Imperium even advocated for its dissolution and the euthanasia of its members. Oh, no. Yeah. It feels a little extreme, but... Magnus, however, beseeched the Emperor to grant him an opportunity to find a solution to halt the mutations, assuming his rightful role as the Legion's leader. The Emperor granted him this request, and after many decades of relentless effort, Magnus achieved success, finally bringing an end to the aberrant mutations ravaging his Legion. So the Emperor left Prospero and Magnus and his new Legion and returned to his Great Crusade. Magnus remained um, uh, looking for that that cure, though it, it would not come easily. Like I said, it, it takes a few decades for him to get there. He scours all the knowledge accumulated on Prospero. He studied the men afflicted by the d- disease. And, of course, he delved deeper and deeper into the immaterium in search of an answer. We don't... Okay, the specifics on how he found the cure are, like, a little nebulous at best. There's been a lot of retcons. A lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people on Reddit that I was reading their their posts are... A lot of people say that Magnus is probably the most retconned <laughs> character in, in the 40k lore, probably. Oh, really? Uh, so, originally, he was, like... So, Magnus has one eye. Uh, in, like, all the depictions you'll see of him, he has he has a single eye. Was it um, picked up by a bird man? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, honestly, essentially. And we'll get there in just a second. But... Oh, um, okay. Originally, he was just like a cyclops. He was like a giant red cyclops. Now he's like he has red skin and he has one eye, but he clearly had two eyes, but one eye is like missing. Uh, so like, there's been a lot of changes to him, uh, I guess, o- over eye, over time. One eye is for the material, immaterium, and one eye is for the real world. Sort of, sort of in a way. Yeah. Um, I, I I think this the specifics of how he finds the cure, as far as I could tell, were deliberately left empty. Though, like I said earlier, there's a lot of 40k books out there. I'm, I might have just missed the actual source. I was looking for the actual source because there's a lot of people who say what I'm going to say is the Lore Boys canon, uh, probably the actual canon and probably also the most widely accepted theory is that Magnus found the cure for the flesh change in the warp. One fine day, he took a stroll out in, in the hell dimension. And when he returned, he had lost an eye, but it gained the ability to cure his men. Magnus had made a deal with Zinch the chaos god of change, evolution, mutation, intrigue, ambition, knowledge, sorcery, destiny, lies, and trickery. He traded an eye for a we <laughs> to help everybody. <laughs> Things would go well at first for Magnus, but we know that inevitably there's going to be a turn. This is the chaos primarchs after all. Yeah. Here's, here's an excerpt from the novel A Thousand Sons by Graham McNeil. You're the one that helped me save my legion, said Magnus with a sinking heart. 
save? No, I only postponed their doom, said the shadow. That boon is now ended. No, cried Magnus, please, never that. There is a price to pay for the time I gave your sons. You knew this when you accepted the gift of my power. Now it is time to make good on your bargain. I made no bargain, said Magnus, not with the likes of you. Oh, but you did, laughed the eyes. When in your despair, you cried out for succor in the depths of the warp. When you begged for the means to save your sons, you flew too close to the sun, Magnus. You offered up your soul to save theirs, and that debt is now due. Then take me, declared Magnus. Leave my legion and allow them to serve the emperor. They are blameless. They have drunk from the same chalice as you, said the eyes. But more on that after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Despite setbacks and the lingering skepticism surrounding the Thousand Suns' psychic abilities and genetic flaws, the Primarch and his Astartes developed an unbreakable emotional bond. Roughly a hundred Terran years after Magnus was recovered on Prospero, the Thousand Suns Legion was granted permission to join the Grand Endeavor as the 28th Expeditionary Fleet of the Grand Crusade. You guys can check out um, spoiler art number two, which is just pictures of the Thousand Suns. You can see the little uh, Egyptian uh, flare on the uh, soldier to the left's uh, helmet, and in the foreground is obviously Magnus the Red with his red skin and his one eye. And his very kind of Egyptian... I, I, I don't know what the, the, the Egyptian kind of... I believe curve. it's a Kopesh. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that sounds familiar enough. Um, <laughs> also, you understand? You understand what that weapon is, Kopesh? Hey, Kopesh. <laughs> yeah. that sounds like a, can you do an impression of Bill Burr and say that again? I don't think I could do uh, a <laughs> very good Bill Burr. I'd have to practice. But the a very red face and red hair, this guy could uh, pull off a Bill Burr. Maybe. A Bill Burr in the sun yeah. too long? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a very cool photo. He's very kind of antiquity styled compared to the other ones. Got a scarab kind of molded into the chest piece of his power armor. Uh, mm. He's got the Kopesh and then uh, kind of like an all around like Hannibal meets ancient Egypt look with the elephant tusks on him as well. Yeah, I like the 80s, the 80s hair metal hair. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, like uh, we all know that uh, Hannibal crossed the Alps to bring glam to Rome. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's so tall. He's so tall. He has uh, skulls on his kneecap of his armor. So I assume that's to scare the little people away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. That's to scare the Krillin from DBZ. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Magnus was a fairly competent yet impetuous, impetuous commander, especially later on in the crusade. Initially, his legion used diplomacy and guile to bring new worlds into the imperial fold. Eventually, though, that tactics viability wore a little thin and they turned to good old shin kicking to get the job done. Can they not use mind control? 
so there's some of that there. I mean, they just come up against like more powerful forces the further they get away from like where the Imperium's control is. So okay, they yeah. come up against people that they eventually have to fight. They do prove themselves in battle several times. They fight alongside other legions at times. Um, specifically, uh, Lemon Russ, uh, he, he fights alongside quite a bit, which we'll get to a little bit later. That's yeah. the wolf guy. Things come to a head for Magnus and his Thousand Sons, however, when the Council of Nicaea kicked off. Do you guys remember the Council of Nicaea from the last episode? No. It's the, it's the Salem Witch Trial. So, oh, Magnus had always possessed an innate connection to the enigmatic warp and its hidden depths. During the Great Crusade, he encountered isolated, isolated human cultures scattered across the galaxy where psychic individuals known as psychers had flourished. Despite the Emperor's cautionary warnings, Magnus delved into the arcane knowledge of sorcery, compiling his findings in the monumental Book of Magnus. This ancient tome, adored with simmering covers made from the psychically active hide of a slain Psych Nguyen, was securely fastened to Magnus's armor with a heavy gold chain and sealed with a lock made of lead. You can see it in that picture, just hanging off his hip. Among okay. the many conquests of the bug 20th, skin on it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a uh, psycho psycho wasp, wasp skin. Wasp, yeah, wasp skin. Psycho Among the many conquests of the 28th Expeditionary Fleet, Magnus discovered the existence of the Eldar Webway and its real space portals. So he's the one who discovers the Eldar Webway, which will become the Emperor's obsession in a few in a few years. I do okay. remember the Webway because I know in in WoW when I play, there's something called like the Overload Web Wrap, and people go Overload Web Wrap, and I remember saying <laughs> for the Webway, the the Webway or whatever. Okay. Web <laughs> it sounds like you have a, a nice little uh, accent there. Yeah. Magnus's understanding of the Webway's geography and functions remain incomplete, a flaw that would later prove costly. Nonetheless, he utilizes his formidable psychic prowess to forcefully penetrate the star-spanning corridors of the Webway. So again, the Webway is kind of this like covered highway that the Eldar have built through the warp. So it's a much safer way to travel through the Immaterium. Uh, and Magnus uses his psychic abilities to essentially just like kick a hole in the side of the tunnel so that he can get into the Webway and, and experience it's like a train that you go through and you just see like eldritch horrors on either side but yeah, exactly like, people yeah. are reading the newspaper or whatever yeah. there's other way to work and, yeah. yeah the real horror is that one guy playing music through his bluetooth speaker oh dude use headphones it's like it's it's, it's a fucking webway man <laughs> as the great crusade ventured further from terra encounters with warp influenced creatures grew more frequent so you you end up with more and more of those creatures the further away from the from the the, the human controlled areas you get these unsettling manifestations raise suspicions among magnus's fellow primarchs as his mastery over the warp and sorcerer's powers paralleled the abilities of these malevolent beings so we're getting more and more skirmishes with with warp creatures like chaos creatures essentially and the other primarchs are like damn this looks a lot like the shit that magnus does Right, yeah. like this, right. Is, this yeah. is the this is the same shit that he's doing. Like, what, like, what, what the fuck is that guy messing with? Has he been <laughs> messing with the hell dimension this whole time? I thought it was all sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> you've got like, you've got like an actual like two headed, four winged bird monster just like actually pulling and putting putting its thumb back on. They're like, yeah. oh no, <laughs> or it's it's under like the secret uh, compartment of the top hat yeah, yeah. and you open it and the yes. two headed two headed dove flies out. Yeah, yeah. You, you actually you actually saw you actually saw a chaos creature in half, but it just its flesh regrows so it just becomes two chaos creatures now. <laughs> yeah. Ta -da. 
So the warp god in was through into like an upside down and upturned magician's top hat and it just yeah, started yeah. pouring <laughs> exactly. into the room. All, all these, like chaos rabbits <laughs> pouring out. <laughs> Primarch's like Lehman Russ of the Space Wolves, whom I mentioned just earlier, and Mortarian of the Death Guard, whom we talked about on the last 40k episode. Yep. He's doing great dis- too. Harbored distrust towards Magnus due to his legion's reliance on the warp and their preference for physical strength and direct combat. You guys will, will maybe remember from the last episode that Mortarian was one of the most vocal opponents to sorcery. His yeah, uh, yeah. He had grown up on the, the chlorine gas planet with all the chlorine gas sorcerers and hated them for it. Right. Another point of contention arose from the thousand rightly suns. so though. Yeah, rightly so. They both went to chaos in the end, right? So yeah. uh, an interesting little little thing where Magnus kind of stayed more true to himself than Mortarian in the end. Was that the episode that we had? Like there was like the levels uh, of the planet that were kind of like the levels of hell, like where you go down and there was like a bunch of weird trees, then a bunch of weird like uh, structures. There was necromancer and... towers that would go up yeah, and up no. and up right into down. the atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not sure which one you're talking about, but it wasn't the last one. Okay, okay. Um, another point of contention arose from the Thousand Suns' insatiable thirst for knowledge, gathering extensive archives from newly compliant worlds, which other legions viewed as counterproductive to the Imperium's mission of spreading a specific strain of human civilization. So there, it's it's white colonialism, baby. Burn your pagan gods. <laughs> we got Christianity for you. I'm here for gold and silver and Christianity, baby. Get that yeah. shit out of here. <laughs> exactly. They also perceived the collection of knowledge, regardless of its source, as dangerous due to the malevolent nature of entities dwelling within the Immaterium. So uh, also worried about different creatures getting access to uh, forbidden knowledge. Also, fair enough, though, because in the real world, had Christopher Columbus, like, you know, gone through time and come out the other end in Cuba and Cuba was full of demons, then maybe we'd have a different view of things. Yeah, yeah. My cat's on top of my tax papers, which I imagine feels the same thing. You don't want creatures near your important documents. But no. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. No, no. yeah. yeah. Magnus is your unfiled for- tax documents from 2015 or something. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> real hard and loose with important there. <laughs> Sitting on a box in your living room. I'm all filed. It's, it's just in a box. It's, it's okay. better than normal. I used to have it uh, loose in a drawer. I feel like a box is a little. It's enough. Box is better. Box is yeah, better. Box, I will yeah, give yeah. you that. She's playing the piano. <laughs> she is. <laughs> She's like the keyboard cat. You guys remember that? Yeah, uh, dude. Oh, yeah. Remember when the internet was so pure? <laughs> yeah, before the, whatever, the demons of the warp touched it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Elon Musk and co. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ten- tensions escalated during a joint mission between the Thousand Suns and the Space Wolves, where Magnus and Lehman Russ nearly came to blows over their differing views on psychic powers. A violent clash was narrowly avoided thanks to the intervention of Lorgar, Primarch of the Word Bearers. Over the following decades, other Primarchs voiced their displeasure towards the existence of Psychers, Astartes, within the Thousand Suns and their service in the Great Crusade. Rumors and condemnation spread, with the Primarchs of the Death Guard, Imperial Fists, and Raven Guard leading the charge. Calls were made for the 15th Legion's disbandment and their expulsion from Imperial records, much mm. like the fate of the 2nd and 11th Legions, which I think we said were like cotton candy space marines. It's I don't candy floss marines. I remember being one of them, yeah. Yeah. Daddy's beard, as it's known in French. Yes. Um, uh, barb au papa, barba papa, bar, barba papa. Yeah. Yeah. As the Imperium's intolerance towards mutants and psychers continues to grow, with the lessons of the dangerous psychic powers learned from the worlds devastated during the Age of Strife, suspicions mounted specifically around Magnus. The Emperor, recognizing the need to address the issue, called for the Imperial Conclave at the vol- volatile planet of Nikea. 
This gathering brought together the Primarchs and key officials of the Imperium, including the Emperor himself, Malkador, the Sigilite, and other high-ranking figures. Known as the Council of Nikea, this pivotal event witnessed passionate debates on the use of psychers. We did talk about this a little bit on, in the Mortarian episode. Um, mainly, we focused on Mortarian's take, but I do think I gave you guys a quote from, uh, from Magnus during that, so I won't give you the same one. But Magnus ardently argued for the benefits of psychic abilities and sorcery in advancing the Imperium's cause and hastening the Great Crusade's success. So he's like, guys, we're trying to travel through space, okay? And we need to go faster than light to do that. And we need to use the warp to do that. And I have magic powers which let me manipulate the warp. It's going to be good for us. Yeah. And everyone's like, that's a that's a good point. It's a tool. Why don't we use it? Right. Like, let's use all the tools. Our enemies are going to use all their tools. Exactly. Why, why are we while gonna... saying this, waving a gun wildly around the room? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go patch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. <laughs> his, his Glock Kopesh. Well, he's just like, everyone's like, whoa, buddy. Just kind of getting out of the way. <laughs> Opposing him were Primarchs like Lehman Russ, who despised sorcery as unclean and cowardly, and Mortarian, whose firsthand experience with psychic warlords on his homeworld of Barbarus fueled his aversion to psychic powers. When the council reached a consensus that psychers posed a potential danger, the emperor decreed that, for the sake of unity, no one would be held accountable for their previous actions involving psychic abilities. So, hey, it's a crime starting today. You won't be penalized for having used it in the past. Good. But the use of, use of psychic powers within the Imperium's military forces was banned except for sanctioned individuals, individuals like astropaths, navigators, uh, and tightly controlled psychers authorized for specific imperial tasks. So astropaths and navigators are the ones who uh, drive the ships through the warp. Every, yeah. every imperial ship has an astropath and a navigator who help them uh, navigate the warp so they can access faster than light travel. It's not, it's not illegal to be a psyker, but it's just illegal if you uh, sell the psyker or you use it in public. As yeah, long as you just stay in your if home. you sell the lost little, brain, you just can't be trading in Wasp Brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little psychic abilities. You watch Netflix in the comfort of your own home. No one's going to look the other way. But, <laughs> but yeah, you just non-public and don't sell it. Certainly not. Not Emperor Biden. Is it, are you going to let the psychers out of jail who have been previously convicted? And he's like, <laughs> rah, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, when they're already overpopulated. Anyways. <laughs> the librariums of the Astartes Legion were disbanded. And their members were to return to conventional combat roles forbidden from ever utilizing their psychic gifts again. Consequently, Magnus and the Thousand Sons were prohibited from practicing sorcery or employing their coveted psychic abilities and knowledge. These edicts of the Council of Nikea also gave rise to a new position within the Space Marines Legion, the Space Marine Chaplain, Narc. entrusted with upholding the Imperial truth and ensuring an Astartes Legion's unwavering dedication to the Emperor's commands. That's so we have an Inquisition now. I'm sorry, but I'm stuck on the Joe Biden being the God Emperor thing. Like, imagine the God Emperor riding up on his bike and then like falling over. <laughs> I mean, that straight up is the God Emperor though. Like, he can't leave the throne. He can't. He yeah. can't move. He can't walk. So. When he tries yeah. to go up the stairs, he trips like twice and then fully falls over. All <laughs> yeah. the way up to the Golden Throne. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I've Joe seen Biden pictures is... of the Emperor where he's like just a skull plugged into a throne. I'm like, some on some days he does look better. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. Somehow the the you know the leaders of the, one of our real world countries greatest uh, our real world's greatest countries uh, is is more powerful in some ways than the the emperor of mankind and that's by being a seventy two year old man who can sometimes walk. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Biden. They saw him uh, going into the hell universe through his laptop. Uh, oh no! I'm to trouble. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter Biden. Uh, Hunter Biden filmed himself smoking crack in the webway, going 170 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> 
sorry. So, okay. so though he's disappointed by the decision, Magnus reluctantly accepts the restrictions on sorcery in the Imperium. He's like, he's like, hey, he, you know, you're the God Emperor, you're dad. You're, you know, if you think it's right, I'll I'll abide by it. Yeah. He was you're the emperor, very, so decree you. All right. Yeah. That's democracy when you just cat pass down laws out of nowhere, yeah. right? That, yep. That's that's democracy in our authoritarian authoritarian dictatorship. And so our all agreed to. <laughs> he soon he does soon really start like bending the rules a lot, a lot of justifications and rationalizations for like Oh, well, I can use it to cook my eggs. Like, that's not a, you know, that's not going to hurt anybody. It's funny. I was going to ask if he started using it for, like, small tasks, like, just, like, just testing the limits of it at some point. So he does do that, obviously. Yeah, there's, there's like, uh, lots of, of times when he's, like, he is still using it, and the Thousand Sons are still using it, and he's always justifying it to himself, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I guess to the uh, to any chaplains who would be in the Thousand Sons, like he's getting away with it to a certain extent where he's like, oh, yeah, like we did use sorcery. But like, you know, I really wanted to smoke crack and drive 170 miles an hour. So like, you know. <laughs> the safest way to do it was to keep my car on the road using my psychic ability. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, I could have hit somebody. The, the crusade goes on. Uh, despite the banning of sorcery, uh, the Thousand Sons continue to serve. The crusade continues, continues on uh, full, full force. Unabated. After the victorious Ulanor crusade against the orcs, the emperor entrusts Horus of the Luna Wolves Legion with supreme command over the Great Crusade. I trust him. Horus was bestowed with the title of Warmaster, granting him authority over all imperial forces, including his fellow Primarch's legions. The emperor... Hunter Biden, so addicted to crack and Horus. There you go. The Emperor, having achieved triumph, departed from the Crusade to pursue a secret project, expanding the Eldar webway beneath the Imperial Palace for humanity's benefit. So again, this becomes... He is Elon Musk, just digging dangerous tunnels. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's digging fire hazards into the Eldar webway. Mm -hmm. um, Becomes obsessed with it. uh, And um, it's it's kind of consuming him, I guess. And it's part of the reason why he, he gives command over everything over to Horus. Some would argue that probably what leads to a bit of the, the downfall yeah. uh, of everything. I have to do illegal science. Keep an eye on my psychic army for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Magnus, deep in meditation on Prospero, experiences a psychic vision foretelling the corruption of Horus by the ruinous powers and the catastrophic, catastrophic events that would follow the Horus heresy. Half of the Space Marine legions would betray the Emperor, and the Imperium would be torn apart by a devastating civil war. The vision remained conveniently silent about Magnus's own fate throughout all this. Mm-hmm. I will do. I will do an, another episode. I think on the Horus Heresy, and, and probably maybe my next episode, maybe in a few episodes. I don't know. Um, but we'll we'll talk more about it. You know, the list. I think plenty of the listeners know. If you don't know anything about it yet, know that more of it is to come. It's the civil war of the of the forty k um, franchise, where half of them, uh, half of them, including Magnus's and his Magnus and his thousand sons, will uh, convert to uh, chaosianity. Whoa! Half, uh, so burdened by burdened by this unsettling knowledge, Magnus attempts to reach out to his brother Horus through psychic means. Sadly, he discovered that he was too late, had, as Horus had already suffered a near-fatal wound from the Kinnebrock Anathame, which, again, we'll talk about if we talk about Horus, yeah. or when we talk about Horus, when we talk about Horus heresy. It's substance abuse uh, alongside um, Hunter <laughs> Yeah, <Biden>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Psychic, psychic <laughs> Kopesh. Yeah. Uh, 
Overwhelmed <laughs> with despair, Magnus chose a path that would ultimately seal his destiny. He decided to employ the immense power of his legion sorcerers to convey the impending civil war to the emperor on Terra, bypassing the slow channels of astrotelepathy and resorting to forbidden sorcery. Oh, no. Using an astral projection spell, Magnus' spirit soared through the Immaterium, desperately heading towards Terra. So he's like, hey, again, like those rationalizations, those justifications. He's like, hey, this is this is big. They're going to they're going to betray the emperor. They're, people are going to be corrupted by the forces of chaos. You know, he, mm-hmm. I, I, he, he absolutely is still just trying to do the right thing here. He's not in this moment being very directly influenced by the, the forces of chaos. But who sent him that vision? Uh, well, yeah. he's like he's well intentioned, which is like a very classic downfall of a lot of characters we talk about. That's is like it. The, the by any means necessary guy, right? It's yeah. the Arthas. It's the Anakin. It's the, 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 whenever you got to go to the dark side or use the bad magic, uh, it usually ends up biting you in the butt. Yeah. 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 But he's like still trying to do, it's he's still trying to do, still trying to do the right. Yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. ironic punishment. But like at this point, Siege has been like, no, I'm the, I'm the ruinous power of, change and magic and evolution and and trickery but uh, i mean uh uh evolution i turn dinosaurs into birds and i'm sorry for it but like you can trust me (laughs) (laughs) so magnus heading through the uh through the warp during his journey he encounters wouldn't you know it a webway quarter and wouldn't you know it it's heading right to terra but perfect but his friggin defenses are impenetrable he's trying his like psychic punch a hole in the side again it's like it's not working. He's not strong enough. The section of highway is reinforced. Psychic hitchhike, just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's outside Air the tunnel. Or bust. He's outside the tunnel. The train can't stop for him. In his moment of desperation, an anonymous entity within the warp offered him additional power to breach the barrier. Oh no! So, you know this has got this has got to be this guy. This strange, this strange shadowy figure in the hell dimension must have good intentions too. He yeah. wants to save my dad also. You want to play a card game, kid? If you win, yeah. I'll let you in. <laughs> yeah. And if not, I get all the souls of your whole army. Yeah. The devil Pretty pulls much. an ace. And yeah, anyways. Magnus, grasping at his lifeline, shattered the barrier and materialized in the Emperor's throne room. However, this act violated the formidable psychic wards the Emperor had erected around the Imperial Palace, inadvertently allowing warp entities to invade the human portion of the webway. The assault resulted in the the assault resulted in the death of numerous Mechanicus Adeptus who had been assisting the Emperor in his grand project. The Emperor's work was undone, and Magnus, horrified by the consequences, returned to his physical body on Prospero. I blew so, up all of Dad's nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Just like literally, like kicked down the door to like his dad's like like shack out back where he's like working, and he's got like all his little you know five to six foot tall men working behind the door who just all get crushed by the flat. <laughs> <Just door>. immediately. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I keep a warn you, people are going to betray you and try and kill some of your people. <laughs> the wind from the door falling over just blows over his house of cards too. He's just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there was one window and Charlie Chaplin tap danced away, but yeah. <laughs> back on Prospero. Magnus receives a vision from Sinch, the enigmatic entity responsible for aiding him in breaching the webway. The architect of fate revealed to Magnus that his destiny was to serve the will of the ruinous powers. This revelation, revelation, excuse me, only deepened the Primarch's turmoil. So, the will of the ruinous powers. Exactly. Um, 
so Magnus, you know, gets back home. He's feeling like real bashful, real ashamed. Like, oh boy, dad's going to be real upset about that <laughs> one. No, they, I, I wasn't actually projecting. I was dreaming. I'm sure of it. That didn't even happen. And he gets, he gets yeah. a vision from a dark God. Who's like, oh yeah, good job. By the way, you you work for me now. Oh, you always did. You know, maybe presumably that conversation, that quote that I read you guys or read you guys earlier happens kind of now. It's the, oh, okay. the emperor furious at Magnus's flagrant violation of the council of Nikea's ban on sorcery saw his actions as a betrayal of the Imperium's ideals. He held Magnus accountable for the damage inflicted on the secret webway project, a centuries long endeavor to utilize the Eldar's webway con construct and unify all worlds of the Imperium in the eyes of the emperor. Magnus became the traitor while Horus, his beloved son remained beyond suspicion. So this is again, just like making it, making everything worse. All his like trying to make yeah. things better. Everything he does just seems to make things worse and just pushes everything towards the heresy. Hmm. To address Magnus's transgressions, Lemon, Lehman Russ, Primarch of the Space Wolves Legion and staunch opponent, opponent of sorcery was ordered to bring Magnus swiftly to Terra for judgment. However, physically though, not magically again. Come on, go pick him <laughs> yeah. up. Exactly. However, <laughs> Russ at the time had already been corrupted by Horus. He was deceived into believing that the Emperor had changed his mind after issuing that order and commanded the annihilation of Magnus's Thousand Suns Legion instead of a mere reckoning. Oh. Accompanying the Space Wolves were the Adeptes Custodes, Imperial Army Troops, and the Sisters of Silence, powerful anti-Psyker witch hunters. Yes. So Lehman Russ is not yet uh, like a Chaos Space Marine, but he is serving Horus, uh, who is the battle master, right? The war master of the, uh, the Astartes. Um, so while he will descend to chaos eventually um he's, he's still just like a, an astartes right now but he thinks horus basically tells him like oh yeah emperor i know he said that like he just wanted him brought back but he told me on the side he actually wants to like kill him and every other trace of a uh, thousand sons there Jeez. magnus still at home on prospero came to the painful realization that throughout everything he had been nothing more than a pawn to cinch's will he also understood that the brewing conflict between the Space Wolves and the Thousand Suns was part of a larger chaotic scheme to eradicate two loyalist Space Marine legions. So uh, Magnus is like, oh, they're sending the Space Wolves after me uh, and they want to destroy my legion, the Thousand Suns, because we're loyalists and the Space Wolves because they're loyalists. Determined to break free from the clutches of chaos, Magnus made a fateful decision. Rather mm -hmm. than subject himself and his legion to further manipulation, he would sacrifice the Thousand Suns and himself. With this resolve, Magnus made a heartbreaking choice not to warn the people of Prospero or his own Astartes about the impending Imperial assault. He shrouded the planet with a psychic veil, ensuring that his legion remained unaware of the approaching invasion fleet. He refrained from ordering the activation of planetary defenses and twiddled his thumbs while the Emperor's fury descended on Prospero. Consequently, the surprise Imperial assault on the planet, known as the Fall of Prospero, caught the Thousand Suns completely off guard. Devastating firepower rained down from orbit, reducing the unprotected planet to a desolate wasteland. Oh my god. Do you think they were irritated or frustrated when that happened? Mm -hmm. I think definitely annoyed. Yeah, annoyed. Right? Probably, probably pretty frustrated by it. Right. Yeah, I think <laughs> frustrated too, yeah. Uh, and if anyone what is wondering what the hell that's about, subscribe to our Patreon and listen to our bonus content. Oh, we were talking about which is worse, irritated or frustrated. Pretty sure that's bonus yeah, 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 I think so. Uh, despite the impenetrable psychic shield generated by the sorcerers of the 15th legion that had safeguarded the prospering capital city of tisca the invaders staged an invasion in the ensuing brutal battle both combatants and civilians of prospero were mercilessly slaughtered and the once mighty city was obliterated taking with it its invaluable libraries and accumulated psychic knowledge 
which plunged Magnus into profound despair. Do you like Egypt at theme and whatnot? I was like, oh, yeah. And like all this collection of knowledge, real library of Alexandria. moment. <laughs> yeah, <right>. uh, <laughs> they really did close the loop on that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As Prospero burned, Magnus remained convinced that he had committed no wrongdoing deserving of such retribution from his father, the emperor. He believed that his actions did not warrant the annihilation they were subjected to. Overwhelmed by remorse, Magnus had a change of heart and took to the battlefield, unleashing his immense psychic powers to repel the assault of the Space Wolves. Ultimately, he confronted his brother, Lehman Russ, in single combat. So, he, he, like, seeing everything burn, seeing his people slaughtered, and again, this was not the Emperor's orders. This was Horus telling Lehman, oh, yeah, this is what the Emperor wants, is for yeah, you to slaughter yeah. everybody. This was not the Emperor's orders. So he sees this, and Magnus is like, Oh, okay. I like didn't warn anybody, but I wasn't expecting this. So, like, if it's gonna be this, then I'm gonna fight back. He also yeah, thinks I he's see. doing the right thing. Like, I broke Dad's uh, smoking crack and doing magic law to warn him of the chaos, and now my brother Lehman Russ has betrayed me. Sort of exactly. Thing, right? like, he There's has no that. fucking idea. He still has no idea he's being manipulated. Right? The Magnus. Magnus realizes. Magnus realized he was being manipulated. That's why he by didn't. Siege. He didn't tell anybody. Right. Yeah. By siege, by the by the forces of chaos. That's why he didn't tell anybody that that they were coming. But yeah. he he mainly thought like, oh yeah, you know, they might put my Astartes to death, but they're not going to kill all the all the civilians on the planet. You yeah. Know? At the anyway. very least, I'll get a stern talking to. And yeah. He cares about these people. He gave up an eye for 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 them to yeah. get rid of the flesh change and everything. Right? Uh, yeah. Exactly. He he gave up an eye, and it turns out, you know swore all their souls to chaos but yeah <laughs> eye for an eye the worst i thought is my dad would come and throw something at me that i would embarrassingly not catch because i had yeah. no sense <laughs> perception <laughs> he show, shows up with the pig skin after abandoning his kid throws yeah. it he misses the catch yeah that was the trial sorry yeah yeah completely misses it like way off you like, imagine what, if, you like, me now can you imagine like the second and 11th legions like they were just stricken from the record because like there was some like really embarrassing trial that the emperor gave the primarchs that they just like failed and he's like oh my god just okay never mind sorry wrong planet i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> some big tall guy in a bar on like the candy floss marine planet is like emperor's my dad you know i'm ten thousand years old like, yeah okay man you, you gotta pay your tab from last week so, okay <laughs> so so lehman rush lehman russ and magnus end up in single combat there's a great excerpt excerpt which um i'll include in the script and i'll, I'll upload this script to um to drive for the patients if you guys want to read it there's a, a great excerpt uh describing their battle um but they they find they end up in single combat the battle rages eventually magnus delivers a devastating blow shattering russ's breastplate uh and the the fragments of the breastplate pierce through his chest piercing one of his hearts however russ clung onto magnus's arm retaliating by delivering a powerful kick to magnus's lone eye blinded and vulnerable magnus was lifted into the air by russ who then broke magnus's back over his knee oh <laughs> hell yeah he did the batman thing the yeah the the salamanderson the end of salamanderson by brian jock there's a kid who did that in our elementary school to another kid i clearly remember um, <laughs> I mean, who picked him up and just backbreakered him on the knee and the guy's <laughs> like on the ground like wheezing <laughs> oh my god yeah. I mean, yeah, you can you can stop uh you can stop matt when he put his mind to something <laughs> that wasn't him but anyway that was, that was not him no. i'm not sure i saw him do that one time but well, I, i've seen somebody else but uh, <laughs> i like um 
whenever he it, let's say whenever Magnus Lorboy's cannon he went for the chest and it broke and it, it punctured one of his hearts. It also punctured one of his four stomachs and the super powerful acid that breaks down grass went and uh, <laughs> blinded <laughs> Magnus. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's like a cow's stomach. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Magnus is <laughs> Lehman Russ, the cow the space, primark the of the space, space wolves. Yeah, they're yeah, space cows. Space cows, yeah. They have multiple hearts. they got to have multiple stomachs. Yeah, I mean, cows, cows really are the wolves of the barnyard, right? They are, yeah. <laughs> the black and white pattern of, their, of the Astartes armor for the space wolves really should have given it away. Yeah, <laughs> the spotted, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the whole scene in space marines. i mean the fact that their weapons are pitchforks it's all you know yes of course in his darkest hour when all seems lost cinch the changer of ways appears before magnus and offers him salvation cinch promises to preserve all that magnus had achieved if he pledged eternal fealty to the chaos god desperate to save himself his legion his world and the knowledge they held magnus willingly surrendered his soul to cinch's service cinch wasted no time in responding to magnus's pledge The City of Light, Prospero, was abruptly transported into the treacherous realm known as the Eye of Terror, where a daemon world awaited its new inhabitants. While Prospero was utterly destroyed that day, Magnus and his legions survived. When the Thousand Suns resurfaced, they had joined forces with Horus and his traitorous legions, marching towards Terra to lay siege. Magnus the Red had ascended to become the most powerful of all Zinch's demonic servants, a demon primarch. Uh, that's the third picture is I think I showed it to you guys last week as well, but it's the picture of Magnus uh, as his demon Primarch form. So he, he's gotten yes. much, much bigger. Um, and to close us off, I have a quote from Magnus from the Codex Chaos Space Marines 4th Edition. This picture is very cool, by the way. It's just like yes, a demon with huge wings also has a capesh, it looks like, and like all armored up, tusky head, tusky chest, just... Much bigger than everyone. Everything that comes out of the Warhammer universe is just like badass as hell. The elephant tusks on the chest seem like a good place to grab if you are fighting. They they don't seem to have any practical application, honestly. It's uh, when you're going in for a hug, it kind of it'll it'll box in your chest while you're hugging. Well, I mean, if you put your armpits over the tusks, that'd be a great hug. You know, it's just like, oh, Magnus, can you stretch out my back a bit? And he's just like, oh, yeah. And you just like get on the (sighs) rack and then like, (laughs) yeah. You also notice the human skulls that once adored his knee plates are now bird skulls. Oh, always with the that. birds, this guy. I mean, technically, if you think about the kind of Egypt theme, there's like multiple important Egyptian gods with bird heads, right? It looks like if he straightened out his leg, he might uh, pinch his thigh. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or pinch his, uh, his shin. His shin. Yeah. Yeah. Himself in the shin. yeah. So a quote from Magnus. The minds of gods are not for mortals to know or to judge, except that Sinch has a place for all of us in his grand scheme and be happy in the part you have to play. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been The Lore Boys. Uh, this is our second Chaos Primarchs episode. If you like the episode, consider leaving us a good review or telling your friends about us if you have friends who you think might be interested in it. Uh, we have lots of other topics out there. A lot of people like the Dark Souls stuff. Um, there's a million. There's a literally a million Lore Boys episodes, so send them one. <laughs> Uh, and we'd super, super appreciate it. Uh, Jimbo, you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, just check out the Discord. Thank you to, I think it was uh, Littlefoot Big Ass who brought us back up to level three. Um, I think actually we lost it again. So if anyone has a, a spare boost laying around. Oh, we're level three, 14 boosts right now at time it, of writing. It's supposed to be 15. So I think we might be in danger of losing it. But um, 
and either way, if you have a booster too, come come on down to Discord. Uh, all the cool stuff happens there. Um, in the patron section as well, you'll get access to all these episode picks that if you weren't happy by the way that we described them with our silly jokes, you can just take a look at them yourself. Uh, you, play, <laughs> you can play loser titles. Um, there's a patron AMA section, which I'm, we're pretty good at answering any questions that come through there. Um, but anyways, Discord's where all the community action happens. There's a couple of people who take very good advantage of the AMA and some people who don't. But uh, I, I I definitely love that channel because some, sometimes the questions are very goofy. And Ma- sometimes I mean, Magnus, Magnus the Rad is one of the the preeminent question askers i feel always like. grilling us yeah <laughs> like yeah. almost it's like i love that the other times like, i shit my pants or whatever yeah <laughs> I, I there's been some horny posting recently but not too much but if you guys want you can even see a shirtless pete in fit boys chat in a pool it's stuff. underwater but yeah it's, it's as good as it's gonna get guys yeah 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 <laughs> uh and pete anything going on in the in the instagrams at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys can follow my publisher at Squared Idea as well. We are not doing Montreal Comic Con this year. It is in 11 days at time of recording. We're not doing it. We're doing it in the fall. There's a second one. So if you want to, uh, there'll be more information like as to how big that event is later on in the year. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Cool. I was going to say something about Discord and forgot. So it doesn't matter. Sure. Discord. It's a uh, software. Yeah, Discord. If, it's linked <laughs> below. It's toasted. Finally, if you want to support the show, uh, you can get access to uh, this week's script, which I'll, I'll upload to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Loreboys if you're interested. Uh, like I said, it has a bonus excerpt from one of the novels, which describes in much more detail the battle between Lehman Russ and Magnus, as told through the eyes of one of the thousand sons known as Araman. Um, you'll get access to bonus content. Uh, I got about 45 minutes this week. Uh, you'll get access to the loser titles game. You get access to the episode art. You get access to all sorts of cool stuff. Sometimes so, you can even it. vote on the next episodes and stuff. That's true. Yeah, that, we that put has, up polls. Yeah, we put up polls as well, which happens. is kind of a spoiler for the loser title game where people try and guess the, the yeah. next episode. That's but the real I problem. Mean, yeah, yeah. That's really what, that's really what we, we struggle with with the polls. So maybe we'll do a poll on which you guys prefer, the loser titles or the polls. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um but that's patreon.com slash the lore boys if you want to check it out the lowest tier starts at uh three bucks and you get access to a whole bunch of good stuff so yeah. um finally if you don't trust patreon we do of course have a service where we are trying to accumulate all the forbidden knowledge uh that humans have access to we're, we're creating a new library of alexandria i guess you can call it place. Alexandria, yeah, Ontario. Pete's, Pete's dad lives in Alexandria, so we're going to build a library out there. We're going to put all the forbidden knowledge, all the... Uh, if you guys uh, ever dated a girl with a tattoo of a moon, if you could take a picture of that and send it to us, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, and honestly, dude, like, there's no way that they could have cut the stones that big and brought them from 3,000 kilometers away to build <laughs> a pyramid that is within 0.1 degrees of pointing north. You know, they knew with the stars. They I need there to, to be in, in 800 years, a Graham Hancock trying to explain how my dad built a pyramid in Alexandria. Ontario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no way he could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, your dad is exactly the type of person. I, I've met him, I think, once. Right. Uh, but just from the stories you tell me, yeah. he's, he's exactly the type of person to build a backyard Stonehenge. And just like one day be like, yeah, I decided I wanted to build Stonehenge in my backyard. And so I just like yeah. went and like did it, you know, like yeah. I just I started digging some holes, put some rocks in them, you know, and it just, does just seem like there. a type of weird, weird flights of fancy. Like, oh, yeah. I like this politician's car. I'm going to drive 
literally 2,000 kilometers to go get it. Or to go pick he's it an up. eccentric exactly. fella. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's all I'm saying. He's exactly I want to see the person. wall that the, that these Americans been dr- talking about. Yeah. Let's drive down oh, to yeah. Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you so if you want to uh, either give us forbidden knowledge or volunteer to build Stonehenge in Pete's dad's backyard. Uh, you guys can subscribe to Lore Boys, Lore Boys Prime, of course. And I think that would constitute Constitu- a Lore Boys. Lore Boys. Lore Boys. Ouch. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.